if it's toxic. Here's to better living through chemistry. And it stinks. Gee, that, that, that's funny. I don't smell nothing. It must be... You The aroma from Troma. A full week of odorous adventures from the stench masters at Troma. Beginning August 22nd on the Sci-Fi Channel. Man, you guys remember when the Sci-Fi Channel used to be that cool? Yeah. August 22nd, that's two days after my dad's birthday. Yeah, it's also 1994, Brad. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Back when uh, back when Sci-Fi Channel would show uh, some trauma and not uh, so much asylum. And MST3K rather than reality shows. <laughs> no, MST3K wasn't on Sci-Fi yet at that point. I think they were still KTMA or maybe yeah, that, no, maybe no, no, that no, was no. the In first Comedy Central. They were still on Comedy Central. Okay. Oh, were they? Uh, yeah. They were. They started on Sci-Fi in like '98. I want to say. Ah. By the way, we should say, hey, this is the 25th episode of Radio Drome, and obviously Yay! Brad and Jared are here, and myself, and we have a special guest coming up later. And that special open we played should be a clue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And a very our, clear clue. Yes. Our, our guest was busy, so he was only able to give us about a half hour. But the friendliest person in the world. Oh yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Eh, l- screw it. Let's tell them who it is. It's Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman! <laughs> They're already going to know because when I post this site, it'll say Radio Drome, Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> no, you should just put it You should put it up as Aroma from Trauma. Aroma from Trauma, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll play his interview later, but right now, let's let's talk about Trauma and what it yeah. means to yeah, us. Yeah, totally. I mean, Brad, you have a freaking cat named after Lloyd Kaufman, don't you? My cat's name is Lloyd. Yes. Yeah, Mike. I love the I love the name Lloyd. I love. You Lloyd mean it's Kaufman. not it's not named after Lloyd Christmas? <laughs> from, from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Um. It's it's actually it's it, he's named after Lloyd Owen, star of the short-lived series Viva Laughlin. <laughs> Lloyd no, Kaufman's no. better. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I'm huge Lloyd Kaufman fan. Love Siamese cats. Named my Siamese cat Lloyd. Yeah. I I remember how excited I used to get whenever I would. Whenever I first would start seeing the trauma movies uncut here in town, at our video store, we had a lot of the trauma movies. Um, a lot of them were edited, though. Um, really, the VHSs? Yeah, the Toxic Avenger one. We had the edited version that doesn't show the uh, head crush. Uh, it doesn't show. Well, it doesn't show them get out of the car and take pictures of it. It doesn't show that. And also, like Trauma's War was the R. Like a, a, a lot of more, and I'll tell you why. Because the video stores that had the trauma movies were ones that didn't rent out anything above an R yeah. at the time. At the time, pansies. Um, uh, yeah. Then when I was younger, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go buy them. That's what I did. And I um, honestly, yeah, uh, the Toxic Avenger. Personally, I do consider it to be one of the most inspirational independent movies of all time. It, I love it so much it inspired me to do what I do. That's the movie I grew up watching on cable. HBO yeah. played the hell out of that. I can't remember if they showed it uncut or R. I really can't. I remember they, uh, you see, I always, on, on Cinemax, I would always catch the second one and the third one. More so than I did the original one, honestly. Um, when I would catch When I would catch the original, it would be every now and then on TV, but Cinemax... For a time, they really liked showing the second and the third one. Because I um, remember the it, it always made me want a milkshake after the the robbers scene. Yeah. After he milkshakes the guy, maybe I'm uh, sick, but I always said, you know what? Let's go to Hardee's and grab a shake. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or go to Steak and Shake. Well, after the uh, get some melon after the uh, <laughs> after the head crush scene. Well, he's faking it, Julie. He's faking it, Julie. This guy he can't take a joke. He stinks. Did you just revert to Vic from the Big Box there? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jared? What, what's your big your early yeah. Jared? What's your big early trauma memory? I guess would have to be the cartoon show uh, Toxic Crusaders. Oh, so not until um, the nineties, huh? So you didn't yeah. get into it until the nineties? Uh, no, I did not. A lot of them I introduced to you too. Like, yeah, that too. I introduced like Kabuki Man. I showed him Kabuki Man, even Toxic Avenger, and uh, even some of the stuff. Even some of the stuff that uh, there was the Lloyd Kaufman didn't write and direct. You know, stuff like the Cannibal the Musical and. Some of those. I uh, recently picked up uh, Go to Hell. I haven't seen Go to Hell. It's actually, I mean, it, it it's more ambitious than its budget allows. Yeah. It's, it's got about PlayStation 1 era CGI throughout most of the movie. but Oh, uh-huh, beautiful. But it's a really fun movie. I always really liked, uh, in terms of some of their more serious stuff, I, I actually really liked that shock. That was a rough yeah. flick. Yeah, Combat Shock was a rough one. So, uh, have you ever seen Screenplay? Screenplay? I haven't seen that one. Okay, whatever you do, don't drink or go or get high before you watch it because yeah. you'll be drunk and high after you're done watching it. Oh, it's it's oh, one yeah. of those movies that doesn't really have a narrative and it's all done very artistic, you know, Dr. Caligari style art, artiste kind of movie. It's a really weird trauma movie. I've got to ask you, what do you think when movies you know, like I said, how like you know, the Toxic Avengers really made me want to do what I wanted to do, but not I I, I didn't want to like just impersonate that. You know, I mean, what what do you think when you see movies that are clearly just kind of trying to impersonate a trauma movie, like Hobo with a Shotgun? Well, keep in mind, I have not seen Hobo with a Shotgun, so okay. I don't have like, an opinion like, on that. Uh, I was going to say, so I don't have an exact opinion on that one since I haven't okay. seen it. But from the trailer, it felt felt like a trauma movie. I've seen the movie that 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 appears that appears to be what they're trying to do with it, um, and it, I found it sort of annoying. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching it the whole time, going, "Trauma does this better. Trauma does this better. When Trauma does this, it's much funnier. It's much wittier. The over-the-top acting is is done so much better than this movie." And I'm in a small boat of, on that on Hobo with a Shotgun. A lot of people like that, but me, I'm like. Uh, Please, for the love of God, just put in terror firmer. <laughs> well, see. Speaking of food, I bet after the puking scene, nobody wants oatmeal after terror firmer. <laughs> after the scene in the car with the Guidos. <laughs> yeah, when he's eating these, like I know this taste. I know what this is. It's not pudding, but I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the or the fat naked guy that gets his head run over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't need to see that scene on cut. You could have, you know, not had the naked guy. That was, I would have been fine with that. The Toddster. I think the Toddster is one of my favorite parts of that movie. Actually, w- what was the cow's name? Uh, Mad Cow. I yeah. loved Mad Cow. Lloyd Kaufman as a blind movie director. That's just brilliant. Yeah. It's You're just brilliant. Everywhere and, uh, it's, that's great stuff. Well, why don't, why don't we go to our interview with Lloyd, which we recorded about 10 minutes before we're recording the intro, and then we'll come back and talk about Lloyd Kaufman himself after this. How's that? Excellent. Uh, I'm at the uh, world premiere party of um, Bad Teacher. Oh, cool. It's an right underground on. movie. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the actors. Justin Timberlake, I don't think he ever went anywhere. And uh, Cameron Diaz. 
I said, wasn't that oh, the yeah. girl from Toxic Avenger? Uh, who, Justin Timberlake? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen, for um, uh, uh, being interested in uh, my humble uh, career. I apologize for the background noise. I'm trying to make my way to a quieter uh, place. We're just happy Great. you were willing to be on our dumb show. Right. Oh, no, your show is... I've been waiting 40 years. They <laughs> finally, finally invited me. And this is only our 25th episode. We, <laughs> we do one show every two years for the past. Well, every, <laughs> your 25th episode will be your worst, that's for sure. <laughs> because Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma and creator of the Toxic Avengers, on. Troma is coming up on its 40th uh, year. And um, in the history of cinema, there has never been a movie studio that has existed for 40 years without ever having had a hit. And as long as I am president of Troma Entertainment and creator of the Toxic Avenger, I will continue that unblemished record. Oh, I don't know. Troma's War did good, didn't it? Troma's War? Yeah. Troma's War is my most disappointing movie. I know. That's the only war. The only, it was even, Troma's War was even less successful than the Vietnam War. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, we had a special open we were going to play for you but uh oh. i don't know if you can hear it tell me if you can hear this if it's toxic here's to better living through chemistry yes. do you remember this and it's uh, of course i remember it it's uh brings a tear to my eye and a must be in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Every time I hear that soothing voice. Um, it's, it's the aroma from Troma Week from the Sci-Fi Channel. Wow, that's amazing. Those were the days. Those yeah. were the days. Mm-mm-mm. And they called you the Stench Masters. And, <laughs> well, um, you know, we're working on... Uh, by the way, uh, we just put up a, a new scene with the Toxic Avenger and... Um, his children. If you go to YouTube, type in uh, Toxic Avenger and Government, or Toxic Avenger and U.S. Government, you can see some uh, footage with Toxie and um, his children. The Toxic and in fact, this is, this is, you have it exclusive, because we just, we just put it up on YouTube. It's the Toxic, and, and it's, uh, it's not many movie. It's something we shot recently, and uh, we're testing the new masks for Toxie and his twin his twin kitties uh, for the Toxic Avenger Part 5. When is that coming out? Are, have you started well, it we yet? To, well, we have, I don't have a script yet. But, That's uh, never stopped slowly, them surely, before. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I think I have a beginning, middle, and end. But uh, anyway, we, 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 we decided to shoot something just so our fans would see uh, Toxie and his twins. I saw the documentary but, you did, too, is up on YouTube as well. Which documentary? Splendor and Wisdom. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, aren't you nice? Yeah, I made that for my Yale class, but um, that's actually, uh, I, you know, that was just a, I did that as a pro bono uh, film for my Yale class because, uh, well, thank you for watching about oh, the yeah, Reverend, yeah. William, Reverend William Sloan Coffin, who was a superhero of the 60s, uh, a Yale superhero. Very different blood-sucking freaks, uh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Kaufman, uh, Brad here is, is actually a huge fan of yours. I've, I've known this guy for about, what has it been, seven, eight years. He actually met you at a, at a con last year. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. My, uh, you signed my Toxic Avenger poster, handed it back to me and said, here you go, kid, now it's worthless. 
Well, <laughs> that was, you sure that wasn't Mel Brooks? A lot of people. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, how cool is that? I, what a nice guy I am. <laughs> very, very, very nice. I'm such a <laughs> good guy. <laughs> You're the biggest celebrity we've ever had on this show. Yeah. Well, indeed. thank you so much. You know, this movie tonight, uh, Justin Timberlake has, and uh, Car- Caramel and Diaz have an amazing uh, dry humping scene. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but Troma, Troma's been a, you know, you can, you can see that Troma really has been an influence, you know, because, uh, I mean, a lot of the jokes, you know, and then he, when it's over, he's got like a big stain in his crotch. And, and you know, to the first Toxic Avenger had that kind of stuff 30 yeah. years ago. I remember seeing some movies and even being like that. Like uh, um, when I saw, I think, like me, myself, and Irene or something, and was thinking about yes. like, <laughs> it's like the first turn on. Speaking of the first turn on, I just saw Werner, Werner sorry, Werner Herzog's uh, Cave of the Wet Dream or whatever it is. It's a yeah. 3D movie. Boy, was that boring. But and then I was thinking to myself, hey, you want, if people want to see a good cave movie, check out the first turn on. Yes. It's got those stalactites and, st- and all the crap that's in Werner Herzog's The Cave of the Wet Dreams. <laughs> But uh, except that we delivered Mark, a wet dream. Mark Torgold, the mashed potatoes. Yeah, not to mention the fact that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's first movie is the first turn on. That's just, that's we discovered him in that movie. And that's um, there were like was that was the other one uh, Kevin Costner's first movie as well. Oh, um, that was Sizzle Beach USA. But, that's right. That's um, right. Uh, the, the first turn on is the one we turned down Madonna uh, for. You turned down Madonna for that? <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't. Michael Hurst did. Uh, oh. Wasn't Marissa Tomei in The Toxic Avenger? She sure was. Yes, indeed. I managed to uh, not use her. <laughs> I used it for about three seconds. Yeah, I saw That shows your directing skill as a, as a blind director that pees on Debbie Rashawn. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I practiced being blind uh, on Toxic Avenger when I made Marissa Tomei be an extra and... In turning down Madonna, I had plenty of practice being blind and dumb, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you. I and then to I saw the, the, the Woody Allen movie, too, where he's playing a blind director. And I'm thinking back to Terror Firmer. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, and actually, you know, he was filming that movie next door to where I live in, in Manhattan. Oh, uh, really? uh, the, uh, uh, Paris, what was it? Happy. Uh, 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 what was it called? Hollywood Ending. Hollywood yeah. Ending. And I dropped off a couple of copies of Terror Firmer uh, at that location because it was right next to my house. So um, I think uh, uh, Woody Allen and a, uh, has a, uh, got a copy of Terror Firmer. I know he's sort of a trauma fan because his office called up once and they wanted a poster of uh, Toxic Avenger and Blood Sucking Freaks. And I, they said it was for Woody, but who knows? <laughs> well, Lloyd, I was I was watching a movie on cable the other night, and there was it was called The Final Countdown, and there was a suspicious looking gentleman playing the radio engineer in that. Was he really really handsome? Was he extremely Very handsome? handsome. He was extremely, oh. handsome, but he had the a most, beard. And I wasn't used to seeing him with a beard. With the most glorious yeah, the beard commu- I've ever seen. <laughs> the communication man. Yes, I, the Final Countdown is a movie I don't talk about. We did produce it. No, but we did produce it. Uh, a long time ago, and uh, I surprised Kirk Douglas on the set today, uh, when I put on the uniform. And uh, and I remember, I'll never forget it, at the end of the scene, he told me that I was, uh, in his great sticking out his dimpled chin, he, uh, he, 
He said, Lloyd, you're a much better actor than you are a producer. Great compliment coming from Kirk Douglas, Mr. Spartacus. <laughs> Didn't you also do Silent came, Night, Bloody Night? Uh, we associate produced it, yes. Uh, before Troma, I was, uh, we had a little company, uh, another failed company called Armor Films, uh, but um, that imploded real fast. Well, did you also Troma's have a hand in, been, in uh, Rocky as well? Uh, I had a hand and a, um, actually, I had a hand and, and, and a leg. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the drunken bum in uh I thought Rocky. so. That was my first, my first drunken bum part was in Rocky. And uh, Troma, <laughs> and I played many a drunken bum. In fact, I'm getting there myself right now. That's the way to be. Yeah. And oh, my wife, I mean, the, uh, with the New York Film Commissioner who seems to have found some champagne. I wandered over. Uh, well, I, uh, Troma produced the Philadelphia footage for Rocky. It's a little known fact that all the stuff like running up the stairs and and the pet store, and running through the fruit market, and of course the memorable drunken bum scene uh, where Rocky picks up a bum out of the gutter and carries him into the bar. All of that was produced by the Troma team, non-union uh, renegade uh, crew. The same team that had uh, brought you Cry Uncle, directed by John G. Avildsen. Uh, right before he made Rocky, he did Cry Uncle, in which I played a, uh, a hippie, a, a an acid, uh, a hippie on acid. Didn't you recently play a tranny prostitute as well? Yes, uh, I did. I did uh, in a very good movie called Hanger. Hanger, referring to the the wire hanger that people use for abortion. Um, it's a wonderful Canadian film. And uh, Debbie Rashan, uh, who's one of Troma's stars, uh, Debbie Rashan got me the gig. Uh, we went up to Canada and we shot it there and... Uh, uh, Canada is a country uh, north of the U.S. where actually Michael Hers and I have just produced a movie called Father's Day. And I, I, in all seriousness, Father's Day, I think you will be very impressed with um, the young, the young, uh, the young men who have. There are six directors on Father's Day, and um, called Astron Six, Astron Six, which of course has the syllable "ass" in it, and they're <laughs> young boys, so uh, young boys with ass. And of course, what I very much like. So um, check out Father's Day. We're um, we've got the first rough cut, and we're uh, keep it in mind because I think you're really going to like it. Cool. Is it a sequel yeah. to Mother's Day? No, actually, um, it's totally it, it's uh, that's what's going to make it fun because I think people are going to think it has something to do with Mother's Day, but um, indeed, it's totally different. It's totally whacked out. You won't you you will not. It, it makes sense that it has the title Father's Day, and I don't want to spoil it. But um, it's it, it's not what you're what you're thinking. Whatever you are thinking, it ain't that. I, I'm, <laughs> not sure way, I I'm not sure I know. I'm not sure what to think, honestly. Well, yeah, that, well you can you can see some there's some clips and teasers on YouTube for for Father's Day, and um, it won't be long. We're gonna have it uh, ready pretty soon. Uh, but um, you know, Mother's Day, my brother's movie, Charles Kaufman's Mother's Day, has been remade by Brett Ratner. Uh, Brett Ratner. Uh, big-time producer. Um, he did Rush Hour and X-Men and all that kind of stuff. And he has remade my brother's movie, Mother's Day. Did you guys have much of a hand Oh, by the way, you know, they're, re- they're remaking the Toxic Avenger for I $100 was... million. Dollars. I heard, I heard about million. that. <laughs> $100 million. $100 yep. million dollar budget for Toxic Avenger. A movie that cost, a movie that cost five, uh, less than $500,000 in 1982 
was being remade, and a movie that nobody wanted to see was being remade for a hundred million bucks. And and Stephen Pink, Steve Pink, who who directed and wrote the Hot Tub Time Machine and High Fidelity and Grossy Pointy Blank, he is the writer director of that movie. Oh, of the new one. Do you guys have much of a hand in it whenever whenever they get whenever the trauma movies get remade? No, nobody wants to be anywhere near their work, believe me. You know, the musical, Toxic Avenger, the musical, uh, I showed up for the first uh, table reading, and I made notes, and I was all excited, and nobody gave a shit. Nobody wants me involved. What about the Toxic Crusaders? Well, there we, uh, uh, Jeff Sass and I, Jeff worked for us for about 10 years. We wrote The Snail Man. We wrote some of the cartoons. And, you know, Chuck Lorre, Chuck Lorre, who is, uh, what's his name, Sheen, uh, yeah. Charlie Sheen's best friend, Chuck Lorre uh, wrote the original theme song to the Toxic Crusaders cartoons. And he wrote, I think he wrote the, the pilot for Toxic Crusaders, if I'm not mistaken. He's a good guy. I, I really like him. He's a really good guy. And I still got the Nintendo game. <laughs> he's incredibly uh, a, a brilliant. Yeah. I, my yeah. son's got some of the action figures. I, I loved the Saturday uh, Saturday morning cartoon. I, I watched that almost all the time. Yeah, it was if, great. Oh yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you heard me, but I just now just started singing it. They're gross, but they still good girls. <laughs> toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. <laughs> right? I, That's Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre created Two and a Half Men and uh, and Roseanne and all these great TV shows. He wrote that song. Captain Planet came after Toxic Crusaders, and, and Captain Planet sucked. Yeah. But, uh, because uh, because uh, God hates us, uh, there were only 13 episodes of Toxic Crusaders oh. and 5,000 episodes of that <laughs> Captain Planet. Yeah, they would show about life is, so, life is very unfair. Ca- Captain Planet sucked, didn't it? But Ted yes. Turner, for some reason, it was his pet project so uh yeah, that's, and, uh, why, you know, that's why they re-aired it like 50 times during the week yeah, yeah that's true that's true um you know ted turner uh mentioning ted turner reminds me uh mr kaufman i don't know if you ever uh check out robot chicken oh i love robot chicken oh <laughs> did you see the yeah. sketch where he he painted himself up as captain planet and started <laughs> yes. crusading? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a brilliant show. Absolutely. Save the, the planet, or I'll up. kill yeah. you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seth Green is a big Troma fan. He loves Troma. I got, I, in fact, uh, he, he, he invited me to visit his set, and uh, he said he was going to have me do some voices, but they never called. Oh. I urinated on those miniatures at some point. <laughs> that I may have had something to do with it. I go to the theater to see something like Gamer and Crank 2. I'm sitting there in the theater like... Like I went oh. to my friend. I'm like, I swear, I swear that I swear that guy was Lloyd Kaufman in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> that good-looking uh, uh, genericon and gamer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, um, Brian Taylor, who directed Crank, uh, co-directed Crank and and, and uh, Gamer. He's uh, doing a, a, a Troma does a panel at Comic Con San Diego every year, and Brian Taylor uh, is going to be on it. He's just done the, uh, he and uh, Mark Nevelbeen have just directed the reboot, or the requel, as they call it, of uh, Ghost Rider. And uh, they're going to be on the Troma panel at uh, Comic-Con. Well, I wanted to ask you something a little bit more serious. I've been passing around your uh, net neutrality video on YouTube to people. 
Oh, have, thank you. Have you gotten a lot of feedback on that? Because everyone I show it to, all in agreement with Lloyd Kaufman on the net neutrality video, and it's really funny, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've written a very serious essay. Uh, I'm almost finished with it about net neutrality, and I'm, I'm wondering where I should put it. You know, is where would be a good place? I was thinking maybe Daily Beats. Would that be a good place for it? Or, I mean, if they want it, you know, they may not want it. But uh, I, I, I was going to offer it to uh, try to get young, because I think a lot of people don't know what net neutrality is. Is that where uh, the uh, keep keep the net uncensored? Yeah, net neutrality means basically that the the net that the internet is the last level playing field. It's the last democratic medium. Yeah. And and uh, you know the 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 First Amendment is is really under assault. Yeah. And um, if they get rid of net neutrality, we're going to lose a huge portion of our First Amendment and freedom of expression and freedom to give and receive different points of view. So. Um, it's very important that we uh, preserve net neutrality on the Internet. And unfortunately, most of the public, I don't think, knows what it is. And the phone companies and the big uh, ISPs and, of course, the, uh, the uh, conglomerates, the Sonys and uh, Rupert Murdoch's of the world that want to get rid of net neutrality because they don't want competition on the Internet. They don't, yeah. they don't, want, they don't want to have to get up in the morning and uh, actually think and create and uh, so, so we got to try to preserve net neutrality. So I've, I'm just completing a new essay on uh, net neutrality. And uh, where, where should I, I? I was hoping there's a, you know, some site like maybe Daily Beat that might show, you know, like we could offer it to them exclusive for, a, you know, a, a period of time. Like I just did with a piece of my IndieWire. Just had an excerpt from my new book, Sell Your Own Damn Movie, in which I propose <laughs> that. Uh, the movie. I have a section where I'm sort of suggesting that piracy, that file sharing is actually within the law and should be within the law. And um, IndieWire added exclusive. Well, Lloyd, you might want to look at a print magazine. Um, I'm writing an article for Paracinema magazine right now. They might be willing to print your article, get it out in a print what, mag. What's the name of it? Paracinema. They're, oh, well, a, they're a relatively new magazine. Well, talk to them. See if they're interested in having a uh, net neutrality article by Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, see if they'd be interested in uh, running it. I could, you know, we could give it to them exclusive for a period of time. I will do so. See you, what they you say. Might, you, you might also, if you're looking for print, we, we have a paper uh, in, in here in Springfield, Illinois, who might be interested. You could approach them. Assignment X. Assignment X has helped us out a lot. Well, if they, you know, tell Talk to them. By the yeah, way, this movie, we saw, this movie we saw tonight, Bad Teacher, takes place in Springfield, Illinois. Or some of it takes it takes place in Illinois, and and they, they go on a class trip to Springfield. Is that oh, do they really? Which one? What? Bad Teacher. Bad, uh, teacher? bad teacher? Yes! Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to see Bad Teacher in two days. Yeah. We've been going to see all the, we've been chronicling all the uh, midnight screenings. Uh, this summer and, and coming up, yeah, in two days is, is, is the Midnight for Bad Teacher. You should re-release all the uh, Toxic Avengers. I'd go see those at midnight. Yeah. Well, totally. tell your theater, if your theater wants copies, we'd be happy to do it. I We'd let them have free streamings, no problem. As long as, as, long as they don't charge admission, they can, you know, we can let them stream whatever they want. 
Also, we have a lot of new movies. You know, Blood Oath. There are all sorts of new trauma movies coming out. That are out, actually. That have come out. Blood Junkie. You guys should see Blood Junkie. It's a very funny homage to the 80s, but it's uh, got a lot of uh, good satire and humor to it. And Blood Oath. Vlad, Brad just reviewed Blood Junkie for his website. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, it was very authentic looking to the uh, 1980s. You could yes. take, you could take yes, snippets indeed. of that. I, I was sitting there watching it, and uh, even like the house in the movie looked like the house I grew up in in the 80s. The, the yeah, shag carpeting, absolutely. the, the, the pop-top well, VCR. That's right. I know. Well, the guy who made it is uh, very, very talented. And um, um, I interviewed him for Sell Your Own Damn Movie, my new book, uh, which is coming out, which has just come out, actually. It's just come out through Elsevier Focal Press. Uh, have you read Sell Your Own Damn Movie, gentlemen? I've got, I've got Make Your Own Damn Movie. Oh, I haven't read that's, Sell Your Own Damn Movie. That's so yesterday. <laughs> Make Your Own Damn Movie is from a long time ago. Uh, there's been Direct Your Own Damn Movie. There's been Produce Your Own Damn Movie. Now, Sell Your Own Damn Movie. And uh, Amazon just called me up today because it's it's in the top. Sell Your Own Damn movies in the top 50,000 books, which is, you know, they have about 4 million books. Nice. And Sell Your Own Damn Movie just broke the top 50,000. So they, uh, they uh, did an interview with me today. I also have um, everything I lear- need to know about movies I learned from the Toxic Avengers. Yes, I've got that one too. Yeah. So Which one? Do- Say that again. Yeah. Everything I need to know about movies I learned from the Toxic Avenger. I have that oh, one too. Oh yeah, well, that's my memoir. That was my memoir, uh, written with James Gunn, by the way. And if you haven't seen Super, have you seen Super? Yes, I, I loved it. Yeah, isn't that a great movie? Yeah, that was that's fantastic. A yeah, and and uh, Ellen Page was really uh, just uh, she went all the way with it. She, yeah. but it, she was great. I mean, she really had a lot of courage. Well, a friend and of I, mine, a friend of mine has a movie coming out starring one of your former proteges, Trent Haga. Psycho Holocaust comes out in two days, starring Trent Haga as a psychopath. Do you that still keep in touch with a lot of the uh, with a lot of the, like Mark Torgel, Gary Schneider, those guys from from? Talks yeah, or they are they call in. Uh, they they are in touch with me. Oh, awesome. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely. Uh, in fact, um, Elon Roth just contacted me recently. Uh, uh, oh, you all these guys. The guy Jorge, uh, the guy from Lost, uh, Jorge. Uh, Jorge Garcia. Yeah, he's the star of Tales from the Trapper. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams got his start in Troma's Night Beast. Oh, beautiful. And uh, Yeah, and he's got a new movie out uh, Super called 8. Super 8. Yeah, and uh, he's a big Troma fan and uh, just checked in with Night Beast. Yeah, we, we, you know, we, people people looking pretty nice to us. Oliver Stone dropped me, but Trey and Matt, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you know, have the biggest hit on Broadway since South Pacific. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, Book of Mormon, they're they're very nice to Troma. And uh, today I was just on the phone with uh, you know we have another movie that uh, we produced that uh, Travis Campbell, our uh, employee, uh, directed called uh, Mr. Bricks, which is a heavy metal murder uh, musical. And Lemmy uh, is uh, I, I think thinking about doing a little music for it or giving us a song for that movie. So. You know, everybody kind of keeps in touch. I actually was was going to mention that Brad and I, well, uh, well more Brad than I. Say that, uh, Brad and you are gay? What? <laughs> uh, we're, okay. We are actually uh, micro-budget micro movie makers. Um, oh, oh, wonderful. 
what kind of uh, advice or wisdom can you share with us? Uh, what kind of advice can I share with you? Advice uh, or whatever, wisdom? Whatever trauma does, whatever trauma has done, do the opposite. <laughs> That's funny because Toxic Avenger, to me, as making like micro budgeted movies and that toxic avenger is one of the movies that was hugely inspirational for me to want to make the kind of movies that, that we do um it's one of my favorite movies of all time really even one of my favorite well, one of my favorite characters of all time is bozo from that movie we still quote that to this day. no well uh you're on the wrong uh, track you should uh, go uh, <laughs> go look at forrest gump and pretty one all that's what the critics movies. have told me, and then you'll be successful. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what the that's what the critics have told me. <laughs> the only advice I can give you, gentlemen, and I really have to get off the phone, um, is uh, do what you believe in. Write about what you know. It sounds trite. To thine own self be true. To thine own self be true. A phrase coined by one William Shakespeare, who wrote uh, a best-selling book, uh, 101 Money-Making Screenplay Ideas otherwise known as Hamlet. Uh, I think that's the best advice I can give you. Uh, and, um, you know, I think that sums it all up. That's how I've always looked at it. You make what you love. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for stopping by. Thank you for taking Well, thank you. Thank you for time being interested in trauma entertainment. And uh, thanks so much for um, talking about Sell Your Own Damn Movie, uh, my new book. I appreciate it very, very much. I'm looking no forward problem. to the remakes, by the way. <laughs> and the, the, the fifth Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. Toxy 5 is going to be the best one. Uh, if you're in New York's, uh, New York area, come and stop by the Troma Building in Long Island City, uh, Queens. Uh, you'll meet some very nice young people. and uh, you, you guys sound like you're the, the, the genuine item. And... Uh, I think you'd uh, be very inspired by uh, the young people working at Troma who uh, really believe in what they're doing, and uh, obviously you do also. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Best wishes. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. I'm going to take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I'm going to do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Yes, the muggers and the rapists didn't know what law and order was until the Toxic Avenger came to town. He's a hero. The good citizens love him. The fat and corrupt hate him. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out. So that was Lloyd Kaufman. As he, oh, man. he admitted it himself. He was getting pretty loaded there, and you could probably <laughs> yeah. you could probably hear that too. You know, there's there's hard, there's hardly a company out there really loves their fans as much as Troma yeah. does. When I go to like the conventions that Troma's at, they have the best booths there. They really do. Uh, in terms of uh, 
quantity of what they have, their setup, their look. I mean, they really have beautiful sections at these conventions. But not only that, but Lloyd Kaufman himself, when he was there at one of them, I mean, he, he remembered us throughout the throughout the day and even that night he was hanging out with all the fans up until like uh, two or three in the morning but that was only because we I think we went to sleep around two or three in the morning but he was still out there so I'm sure he went later than that well because I've never heard a disparaging story about him with fans and you know that that's not ass kissing I've heard he just he loves his fans yeah yeah he does I mean and and you heard him he's all he's all um thank you for taking an interest in in my crappy career and we're like what <laughs> your career like, inspired us man yeah the god do i named my cat after you and he's so humble um and even like looking at look at the dvds themselves how much how much love is put into them in they're terms loaded of like, yeah they are loaded with material even like and, and lloyd himself will be there and introducing movies that uh, there was one of them i think he said like i don't know i I think I'm, I think it was Bloodsucking Freaks actually, where he's like, I think I might regret. I, I think I might regret actually have distributed this movie. But, but anyway, like he's even still on there doing an intro for it and everything. Yeah, and, and he acts in a lot of straight movies too, like Crank Two, Gamer, fi- Final Countdown. I've seen him in I mean, quite he was a in few. Rocky, for God's sake, how many how many actors can say, or how many people for that matter can say that I was in Rocky? Although you can't see his face. <laughs> Oh, but still. still, I was was so I I I I knew he was in I knew he was in Rocky and like there were several times where I tried looking for him. I always heard that he was one of the uh, guys at the beginning singing the Frank Stallone song in the street. Well, let's let's take it from him. He says he was the bomb. He was the bomb. Well, no, I'm not. Dis- <laughs> I'm not disagree. I'm not disagreeing with him. But that was just that was just secondhand. What. The, what the rumor mill was that he was one of those guys but yeah it makes sense now that he wasn't one of those guys because none of them look like him yeah. <laughs> there was a film festival up here a couple of years ago called it came from lake michigan and he uh, was he was the guest of honor and yeah. that friend of mine hank carlson that i seem to mention every single week he directed a toxic avenger commercial for that film festival and he had to make an original toxic avenger costume for it yeah. Lloyd actually emailed him and said it looks better than the real costume. Would you <laughs> mind sending it to us when you're done with it? And he ended up sending it to Troma. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm going to geek out on WoW for just a second. Oh, boy. But only because um, I had a guildie who uh, played a rogue, and I, I can't remember what his character's name was originally, but I, but it was so close to Kabuki yeah. that... I convinced him to pay Blizzard uh, the twenty dollars or so to change his uh, change his character's name to Kabuki. Uh, so and he was he was even trying to get the uh, the um, military rank uh, sergeant, sergeant title so that he could uh, be known as Sergeant Kabuki Man. <laughs> sergeant Sergeant Kabuki Man's my wife's favorite. I, I love I love the movie too. That that one's that one's her favorite. Whenever, uh, whenever you showed that to me, I had a lot of fun watching. Oh, I love it. There was there was all that craziness in the background yeah on. well yeah. then sergeant kabuki is the villain in toxic avenger 4 yeah oh. uh-huh. or um, a-, a villain it, i should say 
Um, I, I love Sergeant Kabuki Man, and Sergeant Kabuki Man's. It, it, it's. I, I. I hesitate to call the movie like straightforward, but um, it's. It's a little. It's. It's played a little more straight than uh, in terms. Of, in terms of like a lot of the performances in it. it, it it's played a little more straight than some of the others, um, except for like the stuff going on in the background. Um, well, and the fact that a cop becomes a Kabuki Man superhero that's kind of not played straight no but you know what i mean yes <laughs> the, the performance that he gives in the movie yes. is yeah. very yeah um that's why i said i hesitate to say straightforward <laughs> but the performance that that uh, uh <laughs> did the, you know oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off brad go ahead the performance is is uh more like a like like a, an 80s like cop comedy or something that he that he gives in it unless uh Less like Gary Peter and Toxic Avenger. Um, <laughs> Bozo again, yeah, is one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite trauma character. Well, you remember the the car flip in Sergeant Kabuki Man? Oh, of course. <laughs> how could I not? It's in several movies. I, I, I know. Lloyd's got that great quote. You know how much that damn thing cost me? I've only used it in eight movies so far. We got at least five more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that thing cost me a ton. I'm not just using it in one movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think they use it in Terror Firmer too. They yeah, it's in Toxy Four. Because <laughs> um. I actually, for until I, I I read Lloyd's book, direct your own damn movie before I saw Toxic Avenger Four. Okay, mm-hmm. and in that, you know how the style of his writing is very self-deprecating, and yeah, most of it is so out there, you know, it's being made up or exaggerated. Yeah. I some of that stuff. The documentary confirmed wasn't exaggerated a whole lot, which really was surprising. Mm-hmm. When you read the book, you find out, like, I thought that whole story about how he replaced a Toxic Avenger actor with some huge black guy extra when the guy didn't show up on set at time. I figured that was made up. Nope, it's that true. happened. Yeah, it's yeah. in the documentary. That happened. So it gives me a weird credibility to his book. <laughs> so maybe some of those stories aren't as exaggerated as we thought they were. Uh, he uh, he he always provides some pretty funny commentary. I've listened. Yeah. I've listened to all of his audio commentaries on the DVDs. His uh, YouTube they're... videos. He's always hilarious in those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we bring it up in the interview, but check out his net neutrality video. Mm-hmm. Not only is it poignant, but it's hilarious because he totally is not taking it seriously. And on another quick topic, Jared, I just yes. sent you that scene from Night Dreams with the uh, cream of wheat guy. Okay. You're going to need to uh, watch that, and then in a couple of weeks let us know if you thought I was exaggerating at all when I described that to you. Oh, uh, I must have missed the description. The the cream of wheat porn thing? Cream of wheat porn. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just sent you that clip on Facebook. Oh, okay. okay. I, got, I got an idea for you girls. Cream corn wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Back to trauma real quick. What would you say do you think is Troma's best movie? Not your favorite, best as in quality filmmaking. Um, well, my favorite's obviously Toxic Avenger. Best in terms, you know, honestly, probably Kabuki Man. I'd have to uh, almost gonna say Troma's War. It's been so long since I've seen Troma's War, honestly. I, I, I'd have to watch it again. See, I've only seen... I, I want to say I've seen Attack of the Killer did, 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 That's not Troma. That's not Troma. Oh. Oh. Did I show you Poultrygeist? That, that I would put that one way up there. See, I haven't, I haven't checked that one out yet. I haven't seen Poultrygeist yet. Oh, watch that one! It is, it's, it's, it's awesome. I don't think you have shown me Poultrygeist. 
Oh, I, I might have to show you that one. You'd, you'd probably you'd probably get a kick out of it. Speak, yeah. Speaking of Lloyd's Internet videos, have you seen his Poultry Guys bootleg video on YouTube? No, no, I don't think I have. The day before the DVD officially came out, there were already DVDs of it in Thailand for sale. And yeah. they list, like, Alfred Molina is on the cast... And they've got the wrong artwork. They've got pictures from, like, Toxic Avenger on the back cover. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, like, telling everyone, go buy this. This is better than the copy we're releasing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's more of Lloyd's trademark humor at, you know, Troma's expense. <laughs> so you go check out. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I haven't <laughs> seen that uh, one in a while, but I'm sure it's still up. <laughs> I like it, too, how on the DVDs, whenever uh, it shows fake Michael Hers and it's... Uh, Oh, what's his name? The really large actor. Yeah, the, the one that uh, got shredded in the uh, escalator. Yeah, in yeah. Terror Firmer. Oh, I, I I forget his name, but yeah, it's always standing in for Michael Hers. Like there was one DVD I think where it showed a picture of Michael Hers. Well, you can like, find pictures of him on like Wikipedia. I think there's an actual picture of the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, I'm it's sure. just. I mean, hell, watch Terror Firmer just to see Lemmy as a TV reporter and uh, the South Park guys as transsexuals. <laughs> yeah. If, no, if nothing else, you see it for that, and to see Blind Lloyd Kaufman piss on Debbie Rashawn. And the Toddster. I didn't need to see the Toddster nude. I just didn't. I loved the Toddster character. <laughs> Why, Bong? I got that in Cancun. <laughs> or or the, 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 the punk kid. Keep independent cinema going. Or keep yeah. cinema independent. He's missing his legs and stuff like that. Got his legs ran over. <laughs> and cut off. It cut off, yeah. And we want to thank Lloyd Kaufman for popping in for our 25th ramble, uh, 25th episode. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Jared and Brad. It, really, it's more Jared's show than Brad's. We, we, <laughs> we, we, we thank Brad for showing up. Uh, I know I know, thousands of fans that would say otherwise. <laughs> they don't count. <laughs> I produce this show, and I say Jared's my co-host. <laughs> Damn it. I'm the producer. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to say good night. I want to thank Lloyd Kaufman and thank both of you guys. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. All right, night. Boy was in the hallway drinking a glass of tea. From the other end of the hallway, a rhythm was generating. Another boy was sliding up the hallway. He merged perfectly with the hallway. He merged perfectly with the mirror in the hallway. The boy looked at Johnny. Johnny wanted to run, but the movie kept moving as planned. The boy took Johnny. He pressed him against a locker. He drove it in, he drove it home, he drove it deep in Johnny. The boy disappeared. Johnny fell on his knees, started crashing his head against a locker. Started crashing his head against a locker. Started laughing hysterically when suddenly... Johnny gets a feeling he's been surrounded by horses, 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 horses coming in in all directions. White, shining, silver, studs with their nose in flames. He saw horses, 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 horses.
Silken hair and found a stare, and I didn't waste time. I just walked right up and saw that up there. There is a sea up there. There's a sea up there. There's a sea sees the possibility. There's no land but the land. There's no sea but the sea. There's no keeper. There's a wall of possibilities Possibilities up there There are several walls of possibilities up there There are possibilities with the sea around me I'm standing there with my legs spread Like a sailor, I felt his hand on my knee On the screen and I looked at Johnny Handed him a branch of coral flame in the heart of man. The waves were coming in like Arabian stallions gradually lapping into seahorses. He picked up the blade and he pressed it against his smooth throat, spoon, and let it dip in the veins, dip in to the sea, to the sea. The possibilities dip in and started hardening in my hand to the sea. And I felt the arrow. Possibilities. I put my hand inside his cranium. Oh, we had such a brainiac no more. But no more. No more. I gotta move from my mind to the White. 
around to a simple rock and roll song. 